Local talk is back in the valley. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome to this wonderful, beautiful Thursday afternoon here in California's Central Valley. Mike Douglas with you, your personal concierge for conversation here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And we are T-minus two days and counting. And I'm sure you know by now what that's about. Yep, come Monday, February 14th, Valentine's Day, we have the privilege of expanding to two hours a day, Monday through Friday, 3 to 5 p.m. here on the Mike Douglas Show. And uh, just very, very excited about that, looking forward to it, and uh, hope that uh, you will enjoy that extra time as well. Well, earlier today, there was uh, an effort and a press conference on, uh, on the part of uh, a concurrent effort, both from the uh, California Assembly and from the California Senate, to uh, end the uh, state of emergency that Governor Newsom has had in effect for almost two years now. And uh, we're going to get a first-person response about the status of what's happening with that and also uh, get his read on Governor Newsom as well. We want to welcome California Assembly member James Gallagher from District 3, including counties, cities, and the counties of Butte, Calusa, Glen, Sutter, Tehama, and uh, Yuba. Mr. Gallagher, welcome, and also congratulations as the newly elected Assembly Republican leader. Well, I guess we uh, we don't have uh, Mr. Gallagher quite yet. We'll get to him uh, get to him shortly. Uh, we'll make sure we can uh, get that connection back for you. Let me give you some background on this. We mentioned this yesterday, and uh, and this is really, I think, uh, something that has held us hostage for what two years now. And almost two years coming up uh, in in March. Yesterday, there was an effort and this morning a press conference regarding Assembly ACR. That uh, stands for Assembly Concurrent Resolution Number 46 and SCR 5. That's uh, Senate Concurrent Resolution 5. On the Assembly side, Kevin Kiley, James Gallagher uh, sponsored that. And on the uh, assen- uh, the Senate side, uh, it was Melissa Melendez sponsoring it as well. And uh, the effort was to end the state of emergency that Governor Newsom had enacted and signed and ordered back in uh, in March of 2020. Can you believe it? Uh, two years almost under this. Well, why? <clears throat> What's the point of this? Well, basically, the California Emergency Services Act says the governor is required to terminate a state of emergency at the earliest possible date that conditions warrant. And in the event that uh, he or she, as the governor, do not, the legislature has the power to terminate that state of emergency declaration by what we call a concurrent resolution. And that was the effort uh, today. Uh, The problem is that apparently uh, the legislature voted that down today, even though apparently uh, there was some positivity, at least expressed yesterday by Kevin Kiley and this morning as well, Assembly member for District 6, that this indeed would pass. And uh, so we're going to be exploring the ins and outs of that in, in just, uh, just a few moments. Real quick, uh, two notes I want to talk to you about, especially those of you in Stanislaus County. Very, very uh, interesting, very interesting development. Uh, Sergeant, and, and you may have heard this already, Sergeant Juan Alanis, uh, who was running against the uh, incumbent sheriff, Jeff Dirksy has pulled out 
of the race for Stanislaus County Sheriff, and he's going to run for the newly created 22nd Assembly District seat in the California legislature. That's interesting. And Alanise has run for sheriff uh, before, but uh, apparently is dropping out of that race to head to the uh, California Assembly. He's been with the Stanislaus County Sheriff's Department for mm, 27 years, I believe, <clears throat> and he'll be running as a Republican for that seat. Now, what makes this extra interesting is there's another Republican also running for Assembly District 22, a name uh, that is familiar to you, and that is Chad Condon. And uh, Chad Condon also announced today that he's running to represent this new Assembly District. Now, this Assembly District 22 covers, what, Modesto, Ceres, Turlock, Patterson, part of Merced County. So uh, a lot of folks uh, in our listening area, this is very important to you. So it looks like uh, in the 22nd Assembly District, the newly drawn lines there, it'll be uh, two Republicans uh, running against each other for that. Sergeant Juan Alanis from the Stanislaus County Sheriff's Department and uh, Chad Condit as well, uh, putting his hat into the ring. Another local note, which I find fascinating, especially for those of you in Turlock, California. On Tuesday, the Turlock City Council voted 3-2 to two to appoint a new city manager. Now, if you recall, Turlock has had a bunch of city managers of late, uh, quite, quite a few over the past uh, couple of years. Who they have appointed as the new city manager is Reagan Wilson. Isn't that fascinating? Those of you who've been around a while remember that uh, Reagan Wilson was the CEO for the uh, county of Stanislaus for uh, many years. And he, uh, he resigned, uh, chose not to run again in uh, 2003. So he's really been out of the public eye for just about 20 years fascinating to me that he's interested in uh, in serving as the uh, as the city manager for the uh, city of Turlock. Uh, interesting notes there. Uh, let's see, Wilson, actually he began uh, as city manager yesterday and uh, served, let me look up the dates, here in the county of Stanislaus. He served as CEO from January 19. 19- 93 to July 2003, and was the assistant CEO before then. Now, there were, there were some issues, uh, at least some allegations surrounding his uh, final uh, years there as the CEO of Stanislaus County, that there may have been some inappropriate use of county funds. However, uh, he notes that no investigations related to his resignation back in 2003 uh, done by both the Merced County and San Joaquin County District Attorneys uh, and the California Attorney General and the Fair Political Practices Commission, none of them uh, charged him with any wrongdoing. So uh, fascinating that Reagan uh, Wilson reappears in Turlock. I mentioned before, Turlock has had quite a turnover in terms of um, in terms of city uh, managers, and by the way, that's an important role. Uh, it is vitally important. And so, Turlock over the past seven years have had eight city managers on either a permanent or temporary basis. Uh, some worked multiple times in in separate stints. They say, uh, if you remember. Uh, Former police chief in Modesto, Roy Wasden, uh, was city manager in Turlock for a while. Also, Michael Cook, Gary Hampton, I believe from Oakdale, uh, Robert Taloni, Robert Lawton, Toby Wells, Sarah Eddy, and Dan Madden. Uh, so this, uh, very, if those of you in Turlock, very interesting. And I would be, I'd be interested to know from you, if you're from the Turlock area, why is there such a turnover in city managers in, in Turlock? Uh, interesting uh, interesting question, and there's no hidden agenda there. I'm just curious 
as to why so many. And again, a fascinating development to me that Reagan Wilson would be chosen uh, as the new city manager of Turlock and that he would take it. It seems like uh, with, with all the headaches uh, as the CEO of Stanislaus County and then uh, the accusations that uh, apparently resulted in no charges of wrongdoing at all, uh, according to him, that he would want to re-enter the public eye. So we'll see what happens. And again, if you're in the Turlock area, we, we, we would be very interested to know uh, from you why such a turnover in city managers there in Turlock. Our phone number here is 209 209- Five five one three four eight three two zero nine five five one three four eight three. And by the way, if you are a Pacific Tigers men's basketball fan, only a couple of games left next week, and we have tickets for you. Uh, Producer Mike has them in his hot hands there, and he would love to give those away. So here it is. You do have to answer a question. We we do not we aren't we are not socialists here on the Mike Douglas Show. Stuff is not given away for free. Uh, we have to work for uh, what what we gain, and so you do have to answer a question. But you'll get this one. You'll get this one. So if you answer the question, give us a call two zero nine five five one three four eight three. Producer Mike would love to give you a handful of tickets uh, to the uh, remaining games for the Pacific Tigers men's basketball game. So here's a question. Are you ready? Here we go. What are the call letters of this radio station? I know that's almost a gimme, but, you know, we have to earn it. What are the call letters of this station? And uh, we'll open the phones in about three minutes at 209-551-3483 as we continue on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 KFIV traffic now from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. They just cleared this accident in Tracy, eastbound 205 at MacArthur Drive, but it's already done the damage. Westbound 580 is already stop and go from Vasco and Livermore out to the 205 split. Then you've got a break for about a mile, then heavy again on eastbound 205 from Byron Road to just before the 5 split. And there's an object in Manteca, southbound 99 at Austin Road. Watch out for some luggage in the second lane from the left. For the latest on the Valley Reopening, tune to News on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by calhope.org. The more we learn about COVID-19, the more questions and worries we have. CalHope can help with free COVID-19 emotional support. Call 833-317-4673 or live chat at calhope.org today. Hey, Mario Lopez here. To keep yourself and your community safe, you have to test for COVID. And let's face it, those free home tests aren't going to last. But don't worry. You don't have to go back to risking exposure searching the aisles for a test. The easiest and most reliable way to get tested is a COVID clinic. COVID Clinic offers PCR tests, which are the most accurate tests you can get, and you can get same-day results. They offer no cost to patient testing. Visit covidclinic.org to find a testing location near you. That's covidclinic.org. This hour of Mike Douglas brought to you by Transworld Business Advisors. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... Check it out, Lemu, a roadside carnival. Step right up, folks. Test your strength. Come see the fire-breathing baby. (laughs) Let's fan out and tell people that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Look, an emu wearing sunglasses. Lemu, you're famous. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Exergen would like you to know about an important study just released by the FDA. It confirms what the medical community has known all along. Non-contact thermometers are not accurate. The study also reports that they fail to meet FDA requirements for accuracy and labeling. With new strains of COVID on the rise, we can't afford to tolerate the rampant false temperature readings from non-contact thermometers. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. You need Exergen thermometers because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. 
always be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. Inflation just broke a nearly 40-year record thanks to Biden's out-of-control spending, and every second you are losing more of your hard-earned savings. But you can fight back with a gold IRA from Birch Gold. You can protect your retirement from this outright theft. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I'm one of Birch Gold's many happy customers. To learn how to set up your own gold IRA, text the word SHELTER to 989898. Do it now, today. Text SHELTER to 989898. Confused about recycling? Californians are recycling smarter together. Visit iRecycleSmart.com for tips to help keep your recycling out of the trash. That's iRecycleSmart.com. Do your part. Recycle smart. Father, preacher, friend. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And back with you here on the Mike Douglas Show. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And, of course, uh, if, uh, if you know the call letters of this radio station and you're interested in some tickets... For uh, University of Pacific Tigers men's basketball, only a few games left next week. Why? Give us a call, 209-551-3483, and producer Mike would be happy to provide you with some tickets uh, should you be able to remember the uh, call letters of this radio station. You're going to watch the uh, Super Bowl coming up? I remember, what what did you used to enjoy about I, I used to enjoy the commercials the game i always enjoyed the game uh used to enjoy the commercials so that's kind of died down now hasn't it i I really i don't know for me over the past couple years the commercials have been somewhat kind of ho-hum uh but coming up uh, i guess it's uh it's going to be an all uh rap halftime show i guess um, I never really was too enthused with the halftime shows. The halftime shows I really enjoy are when they have bands out there. Now, that's as a former drum major and trumpet player and French horn player. I, I just enjoyed the marching bands, but in pro football, of course, they don't have that anymore. And uh, you don't even hardly ever see it too much in uh, in college ball either. So, Super Bowl Sunday, going to watch the game? Well, if you are, and you're going to have uh, maybe some treats nearby, and I've I've learned I ha- I have to eat healthier than I used to at, at my advancing uh, age. It's uh, quite necessary, uh, but you know, certain uh, the doc says on certain holidays and special days, I'm I'm allowed to uh, slip back into some old habits, and so I'm. Um, I will probably have slightly unhealthy food on Super Bowl Sunday. Well, if if you are in that mode as well, if you're going to watch it, uh, prices are going up for that unhealthy food. Yeah, Axios is uh, is reporting that prepared chicken wings are up 14 percent to 26 percent for bone-in and boneless steak. Steak is up 23%. 23%. Good. That is almost a quarter. Ground beef up uh, 17%. So it's going to be more costly to eat unhealthily uh, during uh, the Super Bowl Sunday uh, coming up. And what, what are we at inflation now? It seems to be going up all the time. 7.5%. Uh, you know, it's, it's called the hidden tax. And uh, there's, it's unnecessary. And, and I, I, I wish I would hear more administrative officials out of Washington, D.C. addressing the dangers of, uh, of the inflation rate and where it's at. By the way, speaking of, uh, of the Super Bowl, quite a few of you calling, by the way, uh, for the tickets and such. And uh, hang in there if you're on the phone. Don't go away. We'll get uh, to you as soon as we can. Uh, apparently, they're really ramping up security for the Super Bowl. Uh, apparently, federal and state law enforcement uh, are going to be ramping up security measures for Super Bowl 56. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti, and the NFL Chief of Security have had a security briefing at the Los Angeles Convention Center. This was on Tuesday. And now they say there are no credible threats against the big game. Uh, but here's a big warning in case you're down in L.A. for the game. Big warning here. Don't fly your drone. Mm-mm-mm. That's a no-no down there, and I can't remember a 35-mile uh, no-fly zone. I think for drone, I can't drones. I can't quite remember it. But uh, authorities down there are saying that uh, the SoFi Stadium grounds are going to be extensively covered by security. Going to be a lot of crowd control and tactical teams, human trafficking specialists, hazmat personnel canine units and the LAPD uh, police chief says patrols will be fully staffed and officers will also be deployed to cover the NFL experience at LA Live downtown. Uh, I have also heard that there are rumors of uh, U.S. truckers convoy that may start in California. Now wouldn't that be amazing if uh, it started there uh, at uh, in Los Angeles near the Super Bowl. So I am, I am sure that they have all of that uh, considered and they're, uh, and they're looking into that. Uh, in a couple of moments after the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk uh, uh, and go in a little bit deeper about the emergency declaration. And uh, we're going to hear uh, some comments that uh, Assembly member uh, uh, Kevin Kiley had to uh, say about that and uh, Assembly member James Gallagher. Uh, We're going to get back. He'll be back uh, just after uh, the bottom of the hour. So uh, we'll be getting good information on that. The whole issue of of the emergency declaration, basically, and this is my opinion, as one who used to be involved in all of that uh, with the Governor's Office of Emergency Services and my role in in fire and rescue, uh, it, it has a lot to do with dollars, FEMA dollars, government dollars, and reimbursements. If you don't have declarations in place during an emergency and you trigger mutual aid responses, if you don't have that state of emergency declaration, uh, you don't get reimbursed. And so there is one of the advantages of that. The question that I ask you is, do you feel that we're under a big state of emergency for the past two years? Certainly, I think at, at the outset, when back in March of 2020, when we were being asked to uh, hold on for 15 days, uh, 15 days, we're going to see if we can slow the, uh, the rise of the pandemic, and we're going to see if we can flatten out the curve so that the hospitals are not overrun and such. Well, it's almost two years later And what that declaration of emergency also does is it gives uh, the governor quite a bit of power. And so as we look at a lot of these mandates, one of the issues that I want to ask Assemblyman James Gallagher about is how long can this go on? What if uh, the governor decides to reinstitute the uh, declaration, the emergency uh, state of emergency declaration? What if he re-ups? Are we looking at another year or two or three? Are, is this going to bump up uh, against the uh, 2022 elections in November? Is this going to be an issue? See, I, I think there are, are also a lot of political edges to this whole issue as well. Hey, we'll talk about that in about five minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KL5E. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. This tax filing season could be one for the record books. There are thousands of dollars worth of new tax credits on the table, and Jackson Hewitt will help make sure you get every one you deserve. Tax credits for being a parent, taking care of a parent, taking classes, and so much more. Don't leave thousands on the table. Jackson Hewitt will make sure you get credit for all you do. And get your biggest refund guaranteed. Learn more and find your nearest location at jacksonhewitt.com. Power Talk 1360 KFIV traffic. Now from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. 
I just cleared this accident in Tracy, eastbound 205 at MacArthur Drive, but it's already done the damage. Westbound 580 is already stop and go from Vasco and Livermore out to the 205 split. Then you've got a break for about a mile, then heavy again on eastbound 205 from Byron Road to just before the 5 split. And there's an object in Manteca, southbound 99 at Austin Road. Watch out for some luggage in the second lane from the left. For the latest on the Valley Reopening, tune to News on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by Wendy's New Hot and Crispy Fries. Right now at Wendy's, see why everyone is raving about their brand new fries. Natural cut, skin on with a hint of sea salt, and guaranteed to be hot and crispy or they'll replace them. You know, the way fries should be. Try Wendy's Guaranteed Hot and Crispy Fries today at participating U.S. Wendy's. What do you get when you cross an MBA, veteran, and mortgage expert? Plenty to chew on, that's what. Catch Real Estate Jerky with host Ed Farco and his trusty sidekick Marlene Champlin every Saturday at noon and Sunday at 10 a.m. Spicy. Hi, Phil Swift here for the Flex Seal family of products. You know, there's a lot of ways to protect your home. You could dig a moat. You could bubble wrap it. Or you could train a pack of wolves to protect it. But the best way is with the Flex Seal family of products. So when you need the patch, bond, seal repair, and stop leaks fast, get the Flex Seal family of products. Available at FlexSealProducts.com and fine retailers. Does this sound like you? Chronic pain in the knees, achy shoulders, hips that throb constantly. Trevor Carey here with great news. The days of aches and pains can be over for you with this new regenerative cell therapy at Modesto Physical Medicine. The medical professionals at Modesto Physical Medicine, they see patients just like you every day. I'm talking about people that couldn't even get off the couch. Now they're golfing, hiking, playing with the kids, working their jobs with no pain. These are life-changing therapies that are allowing people that have this chronic joint pain to feel, well, normal again. Maybe you tried steroids. Maybe you're facing surgery. Well, you're the perfect candidate for these leading-edge treatments from Modesto Physical Medicine. They alleviate the pain and actually help heal the damaged tissue with no downtime. Just blocks north of Memorial Hospital in Modesto. Call for your complimentary consultation today. 209-838-3434. That's 838-3434. Call now. 838-3434. Ah, love is in the air on the free iHeartRadio app. Set the mood for your Valentine with Love Songs Radio. Playing the most romantic songs of all time. Feeling nostalgic? Go to ValentineMachine.com. Enter an anniversary date and get a playlist of the most popular love songs from that year. All you need is love and the free iHeartRadio app. Discover music, radio, and podcasts you'll love. This report is sponsored by J&J Heating and Air. J&J Heating and Air. Are you ready to take on the freezing cold? I am. I call J&J Heating and Air. Quality service at a great price. Call now for the double play. A furnace and water heater tune-up for just $89. More at JJHeat.com. Getting a taste of summertime in February. Going to be sunny today with highs into the mid-70s. Clear overnight with temperatures dipping down to the low 40s. And then another sunny warm day tomorrow with highs near 80. It's today's conversation for Stockton, Modesto, and beyond. beyond. Now, back to the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk, 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas with you, your concierge for conversation here on Power Talk, 1360 KFIV. We've been talking about the, the state of emergency that Governor Newsom declared just about two years ago. Now we're still under it. And a a good effort made with concurrent resolutions by the California Republicans in the California Assembly and uh, the Senate as well to end that. And we'll find out what happened with that effort from one of the sponsors. Uh, He is from District 3, Assemblymember James Gallagher uh, from Northern California, covering cities in the counties of Butte, Calusa, Glenn, Sutter, Tehama, and Yuba. Uh, Assemblymember James Gallagher, welcome, welcome to the show here. And also, congratulations, uh, as you are now the newly elected Republican leader for the uh, California Assembly. Well, thank you, Mike. It's a pleasure to be with you. So give us a give us an update on the concurrent resolutions and what happened this morning and, and the status of that effort. 
Yeah, well, I mean, what we were trying to, uh, you know, tap into is is what I think is uh, on everybody's minds is why do we have this ongoing state of emergency? I mean, we're host we are hosting the Super Bowl, you know, this Sunday in Los Angeles, uh, and yet we continue to have you know this state of emergency that gives the governor essentially all powers to issue more mandates and edicts. Um, you know, over us and in ways that affect our lives. You know, there's no, there's no public input. Uh, there's no uh, legislative input into that. Uh, he, he essentially gets to have one man rule. Uh, and so I think people have had enough with that. Uh, and certainly after they saw the governor's uh, smiling maskless face uh, during the NFC championship game, uh, we've all uh, realized that there's just no reason uh, to have this anymore. And so that's why we tried to call to a, a vote today, uh, a resolution that would, that would officially end the emergency. Do you see any logical reason why that emergency, state of emergency declaration should continue? And uh, if not, what do you think the motives really are to, to keep it in play? Uh, no, I don't see any logical reason. Um, many other states, including blue states uh, in the United States, have, have gotten rid of their uh, emergency orders, including Colorado uh, most recently. Uh, New Jersey and, and Pennsylvania got rid of their mask mandate, uh, for instance. Um, and look, I mean, cases continue to go down. Uh, you know, the prevalence of vaccines and therapeutics um, there, there, there is just simply no reason to have a statewide emergency, and I think that's been the case for for quite some time. Now we've just reached a, a level of ridiculousness, uh, you know, where you know where the governor shows up to football games and doesn't have to wear a mask, uh, but he expects everybody else to, and 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 expects our kids to, you know, even even though he's getting rid of his mask, uh, uh, indoor mask mandate. Uh, this next week, it doesn't get rid of it for our kids. You know, so our kids are still being expected to go to school uh, in masks, uh, while you know, uh, for everybody else, we're we're getting rid of that, um, and we're still under this state of emergency. It, it simply makes no sense. We're talking with uh, California Assembly Member James Gallagher, uh, Mr. Gallagher. As you as you look at this, first of all, let's talk about the appropriate use of an emergency declaration like this so that we can compare uh, what we what we have during a legitimate emergency and what we're suffering through now. What, what are some of the legitimate uses of an emergency declaration like that? Uh, well, I'll give you a great example. I, I represent Paradise, uh, who many people are familiar with, uh, you know, was, was wiped out by a terrible wildfire, the campfire. Um, an emergency was immediately called by the governor, um, and it was used to marshal all kinds of resources, you know, to, you know, help that community recover, um, you know, to ensure that, uh, you know, all the emergency uh, resources were made available at the federal, state, and local level and coordinated. You know, all of that makes sense. You know, and then after, you know, a few months, you know, when that uh, recovery was, uh, you know, complete, the emergency is over, right? Uh, this has been a prolonged emergency um, where at the, at the beginning, I think it made a lot of it, – it, of course, made sense when mm -hmm. we first had uh, the COVID-19 outbreak and we were marshalling the same resources to help, you know, hospitals and help local governments and, and help everybody address uh, this pandemic – but it just continued to go on and on, and we had, you know, business closures and school closures and, uh, you know, new mask mandates, mandates, that, you know, mask mandates that got lifted and then they came back and, um, you know, all kinds of restrictions uh, that have been implemented. And to me, that's just been an abuse, you know, long after the emergency and the reason for a statewide uh, response was necessary this governor continues to have this. And I, and I think the reason is he doesn't want to give up power. He likes the fact that he doesn't have to deal with the legislature, for instance. Uh, he can give out no-bid contracts to his friends. Uh, he can continue to you know, come up with edicts and rules that, uh, in his view, are appropriate, and he doesn't have to deal with any public input. 
So with the stroke of a pen under this order, he, he really has a lot of authority that he would not otherwise have. And as you mentioned, the ability in right. some cases to bypass the legislature uh, itself. Uh, and <laughs> I, I may know the answer, but let me ask you, are there any Democrats in the legislature that that see the ridiculousness of, of keeping this order in play, or are they pretty well all marshaled uh, behind it? You know, I think there's a lot of Democrats that are, are, you know have had enough of this. Um, I think that they uh, they also see uh, the 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 big problems associated with um, giving one man all this power um, and and really neutering the legislature. Um, and so I'll, I'll hear them them grumble about it. I think they've you know even pushed back, you know, on some of the mandates. Um, but you know, as of yet. Uh, they haven't voted, you know, with us to, you know, end the emergency. And there's really two ways that you could end the emergency. You know, one is the governor could do it himself. Uh, and, you know, I, I wouldn't uh, hold my breath on that one. Uh, well, maybe you can hold your breath while you're taking a picture like the, the mayor of L.A. Um, but I wouldn't hold my breath waiting for Gavin to uh, end the emergency or the legislature can do it. I mean, the legislature by a vote in both houses. Uh, can end end the emergency. And and what we're hoping is that we'll see, you know, our Democratic colleagues, um, who I think also have had enough, you know, come across the aisle and and vote with us to end end the emergency. I'm very encouraged to hear that. Uh, Again, we're speaking with Assemblymember James Gallagher, uh, representing District 3 in the California Assembly. It seems to me, uh, Mr. Gallagher, that at this point, uh, a lot of the COVID-19 uh, pu- public policies, anyway, are, are not really driven by science unless they can find science that will back their particular point of view. But it really is becoming apolitical, I think, in terms of uh, of a lot of people across the aisle and and in you know covering many many political viewpoints. They're just getting frustrated with this, and so I'm encouraged to hear that uh, you're seeing some on the other side of the aisle express uh, some frustration as well. Are there any next steps uh, for you and those who back this, or uh, is the vote today a, a period on this particular effort? Uh, no, it's not a period. I mean, we're going to keep pushing and, and applying the pressure, and, and again, either hopefully the governor, um, you know, We'll see what every other state is doing and uh, end the emergency and, and maybe be shamed ultimately into into doing the right thing. Um, or, you know, we'll keep pushing the legislature and, and, and hopefully get that bipartisan support, um, you know, for ending this, you know, kind of farce of an emergency at this point. I know you've had a long day, and I'm sure you've got uh, a lot of day in front of you as well. Let me ask you one final question. Uh, you have uh, had the honor of, of uh, just being elected as uh, the Assembly Republican leader. Can you give us a sense of uh, what that means and maybe some of the things that you would like to do in that position? Uh, well, what it means is you know, I've been elected by my Republican colleagues and in the assembly to be our, our leader. And so, you know, I'm kind of spearheading our efforts in the legislature and also, you know, uh, in the upcoming elections, you know, uh, that we're going to have in, in June and November of this year. And so I think what, what you're going to see us focus on is really trying to improve the quality of life for Californians. I mean, costs are way too high. You mentioned earlier inflation, 7.5%. That's the highest since I believe 1982, uh, you know, I mean, the ability to, to, you know, just live, you know, to pay rent, to buy a home, to pay your utilities has just gotten way too high in the state. And it's because of bad policy, you know, that has been passed by, you know, Gavin Newsom and, and uh, you know, his supermajority. Um, so we're going to really be talking about how we can help lower costs. Hey, we got a $31 billion surplus. How about we give some of that money back to the, the California taxpayer? who's been paying uh, too much already uh, in this state. Uh, we're going to focus in on on homelessness and things that work to bring people out of homelessness. Uh, you know, the record of Gavin Newsom and, and the supermajority is, you know, $12 billion, and the problem has gotten worse, you know. 
we're going to focus on government accountability so that you know places like the EDD and DMV uh, don't continue to be total failures that uh, waste our time and money. Um, and and we're going to focus on education. You know, how do we make sure that every kid has gets an in-person quality education? Uh, we need those reforms uh, to to make sure that that happens. So I mean, all of those things, and I think that's I think that's what's on the minds of of everyday Californians. And so we think that will resonate, and we're hoping that uh, people will give us a chance uh, and and vote for our candidates come November. Assemblymember James Gallagher, District 3, thanks so much for taking time to visit with us today. We appreciate that very much and the excellent information that you provided as well. Uh, Thanks so much, and uh, keep up uh, the good work up in Sacramento. No problem. Thank you. Good to be with you again. All right. Thanks so much. Again, uh, Assemblymember James Gallagher, uh, newly elected leader of the Republican uh, caucus there in uh, the California legislature. Uh, Governor Newsom, by the way, has responded to uh, this effort this morning to end the emergency declaration. Here was his response, according to uh, KCRA. Uh, They said, quote, his quote, elected officials should focus on what best serves their constituents and stop with the political theater. Hmm. Apparently, says Governor Newsom, Assemblyman Assemblyman Kylie and Assemblyman Gallagher believe it would have been better to let Californians die and be turned away from care when hospitals reached capacity during the Omicron surge. I'll react to that. I'll play uh, Assemblyman Kevin Kylie's reaction to that, and I'd be interested in your reaction to that as well. At 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483, as the conversation continues in three minutes on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 KFIV traffic. Now, from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. In Stockton, northbound 5, the 8th Street off-ramp, we've got first reports of an incident. Also in Stockton, southbound 5 at Roth Road, some sort of hazard in the slow lane. Slow traffic in Tracy, eastbound 205 is stop and go between 11th and MacArthur. And then slow traffic in Lathrop, northbound 5 is heavy between 120 and French Camp Road. For the latest of the Valley Reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by Roto-Rooter. Getting your home ready for the big game? Don't drop the ball. Call the real MVP. That's Roto-Rooter. Put their 80 years of experience to work for you 24-7, 365. So call your local Roto-Rooter today at 1-800-GET-ROTO or online at rotorooterca.com. On the podcast XOXO with Jessica Zor, take a deep dive into the cultural phenomenon known as Gossip Girl, featuring behind-the-scenes stories and conversations with cast members. Carter was, like, such a funny character because I remember, like, going there and everybody was dressed so well, and then, like, they gave me, like, I don't even know what they gave me. It looked like I was wearing a rug in that first episode. Listen to XOXO with Jessica Zor on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. Lots of uncertainty out there when it comes to your money. How will inflation, taxes, a $3 trillion infrastructure plan affect interest rates and the future economy? Armstrong and Getty here for our friends at First California Funding. And it's true, rates are rising a tiny bit. But with rates still in the twos, it makes sense to look at First California Funding's streamlined cash-out refi. This is a fast process that most of the time doesn't even require an appraisal. Use the cash for a home project or for a simple peace of mind and skip two mortgage payments in the process. Call today. No waiting on hold. Just a pleasant conversation with a trusted local mortgage professional that has your best interests in mind. See if the streamlined refi makes sense for your situation. There's no selling. Honest, experienced, and local when you call 916-989-6222. And you'll get to a human being fast when you call 916-989-6222. They're experts in VA loans, too, or could shorten your mortgage so you own your house someday. You can go to fcfunding.com, fcfunding.com. California Bureau of Real Estate. Real estate broker license number 01069872. NMLS number 282458. Equal housing lender. Lancaster Painting. Lancaster Painting. Affordable, friendly, and ready to paint. 
When it's time to give your home a fresh coat, yeah. don't fall off the ladder and break a bunch of bones. Nope. Trust Lancaster, the painting pro. That's right. LancasterPainting.com. Lancaster Painting. Exterior, interior, kitchen cabinets too. Garage floors and more. That's what we do. Look for the big paintbrush sign in the yard. LancasterPainting.com. Confused about recycling? Californians are recycling smarter together. Visit iRecycleSmart.com for tips to help keep your recycling out of the trash. That's iRecycleSmart.com. Do your part. Recycle smart. The Trevor Carey Show. Amen. Follows Mike Douglas every weekday at 4. Well said. On Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas with you, your concierge for conversation on this beautiful Thursday afternoon in California's Central Valley. We've been talking about the effort uh, by uh, Assemblyman James Gallagher and uh, Kevin Kiley and also some folks on the Senate side to uh, basically vote to end Governor Newsom's state of emergency regarding the pandemic. Uh, That effort failed this morning uh, despite the concurrent resolutions and uh, we've been talking to uh, Assemblymember James Gallagher about his perspectives on that. Again, here's uh, Governor Newsom's response. By the way, uh, we still have some tickets left for the Pacific Tigers games. Uh, basketball, men's basketball coming up next week. Uh, these are the final tickets. Uh, the season is nearing an end. If you'd like a few of those tickets, why, producer Mike would love to give them to you. But you do have to answer the question. I know it's a hard one. What are the call letters of this radio station? And, of course, all of you who listen to the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV are familiar with the call letters. So you can give them a call, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. The games coming up will be uh, versus uh, uh, Loyola, Marymount. So... Feel free to give us a call so you can get those tickets in your hands. All right, Governor Newsom, his response to uh, Assembly uh, members Gallagher and Kiley and uh, the senators on the Republican side that were desiring to end the emergency declaration. He said elected officials should focus on what best serves their constituents and stop with the political theater. I will interject there. Hypocrisy alert. Back to the quote. Apparently, Assemblyman Kiley and uh, Gallagher believe it would have been better to let Californians die and be turned away from care when hospitals reached capacity during the Omicron surge. Governor, seriously, really, uh, that is just an absurd statement. Here's what uh, Assemblymember Kevin Kiley said in response to that. It's just total nonsense and fear-mongering. The fact is uh, that other states have done much better than California uh, in many respects when it comes to COVID without having this level of centralized command and control decision-making. You know, there's no evidence that these sort of restrictions that California has had uh, has done anything in terms of benefiting public health. In fact, a study out of Johns Hopkins just showed that lockdowns had little to no impact uh, on public health. So it's unfortunate that the governor engages in this sort of fear-mongering because at the end of the day, this is actually a legal issue when it comes to the state of emergency. So what do you think? Is it time to end it? Do you want the state of emergency to continue here in California the way it is, uh, the way we've had it for the past almost two years now? Remember, it was uh, mid-March 2020 when Governor Newsom, and, and again, I agree with Assemblyman James Gallagher, at the outset, I agree with declaring the the, uh, state of emergency. Why? Because there was the prospect of maybe having to marshal mutual aid resources, especially when it came to uh, staffing hospitals and such. And then if you engage in mutual aid responses, there needs to be some money to reimburse the uh, emergency responders who are part of that mutual aid. And so you need to have the uh, declaration for that in order to get the 
the uh, the federal dollars. And uh, again, uh, with a stroke of a pen, with an emergency declaration, the governor can uh, can do quite a bit. Uh, we'll take a quick phone call here uh, before the end of the show, and we'll go to Kathleen in Oakdale. And uh, what what is what is this emergency declaration and Governor Newsom remind you of, Kathleen? Well, his response uh, to uh, the Assemblyman uh, Gallagher, I, I believe he's speaking and behaving like Mussolini, and uh, and that I, I I realize is how Governor Gavin Newsom is. Uh, as using uh, his powers, as, as Mussolini used his powers, abused his powers, abused free speech. It's the abuse of free speech uh, that uh, Mussolini was allowed to destroy uh, Italy uh, so much. And there's a big difference between Italy before Mussolini and after Mussolini. And I would like everybody to go look at that because it is it is so heartbreaking and and. Um, and so preventable, and um, uh, just by, um, I suppose, um, let's see, uh, calling it high crimes and misdemeanors to abuse free speech when you're in public office. He has no business uh, talking that way about uh, his colleagues, and um, that is definitely fear-mongering. It's worse than fear-mongering. It's the abuse of free speech Well, by an official. And, and again, Kathleen, I, I think, by the way, thanks for the call. I uh, appreciate your uh, your points there. Uh, Kathleen, one of the things that concerns me is at the very beginning, I agree there was reasons uh, for this. But two years into it, no. And uh, remember the old adage, Kathleen, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. We've seen the hypocrisy, Governor Newsom and other folks uh, in power uh, not behaving according to their own orders and so i would like to see that emergency declaration go away well we'll uh, we'll talk more tomorrow at three o'clock on the mike douglas show here on power talk 1360 kfiv stay tuned trevor carey up next again on power talk 1360 kfiv